Welcome to Investor Talk Radio, hosted by Kurt Davis. During the show, Kurt will share tips and strategies as well as guest interviews on how you can become a successful real estate investor. Kurt Davis was a former chef for 11 years until one day had the opportunity to take a leap of faith, left cooking, and became a full-time real estate investor. Kurt has been building his personal portfolio of rental property and at the same time has helped over 500 investors around the globe purchase cash-flowing rental properties. He is a licensed realtor who has achieved multi-million dollar club status, and he is also very active in the local real estate investment club. And now, here is your host, Kurt Davis. Welcome to another edition of Investor Talk Radio. I'm your host, Kurt Davis, and today I will be joined by none other than Douglas Skipworth of Crestcore Realty. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, Kurt. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you inviting me. I'm a big fan, as you know. Listen to a bunch of shows and um, following you on Bigger Pockets. Big fan of Buy Memphis Now and what you, you and Craig do. And, you know, your involvement with MIG is, is super admirable. So I'm, you know, honestly flattered to be here. Appreciate now, it. Now, should I call you Doug or Douglas? It, I, I'm Douglas, but inevitably it gets shortened to Doug. You don't you know? really care. Yeah, I really don't care. All right. Fantastic. Now, uh, the the topic of this show today, and one of the reasons why I, I wanted to bring you in, because you know I want to really kind of focus on ev- the eviction process and and what an investor c- can expect to happen. Uh, maybe a worst case scenario, maybe best case scenario. Just kind of talking about the steps that happen from a property management side. I mean, I know that your guys' company manages for a lot of investors, but um, before we get into the actual uh, eviction process, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, Kurt, uh, first I say, like I said, I'm flattered to be here. Um, you know, I thought you were going to have me on for like the get rich quick or the how to make a million and, and we'll do that next. yeah so we'll do but that it's next. like you know bringing me on for the eviction show i don't know if that's a if that's a, a compliment or a, a backhanded slap but <laughs> i think it was uh, i'm glad to be here but um hey as far as my background i'm originally from dallas texas uh moved to nashville tennessee for college i met a memphis girl we got married and ended up living in nashville then moved to new york city then ended up um back or here in memphis and man i i love it it's a great place to live work you know raise a family and 15 years ago when we moved back here i realized i mean it's a great place to be for residential real estate um both as an investor and um as a uh property manager uh owner so we i got into business 15 years ago um started buying properties and owned several hundred myself ended up uh starting a property management company to help uh, with a partner um, to to manage those professionally and so and then started working with clients to to help um, them manage their properties buy properties so now we manage a couple thousand units have a brokerage that helps people buy so third of our clients are here in memphis uh third are east west coast united states investors who are looking to put their money to work outside of their local market Mm -hmm. and then a third are international clients so again looking to put their money to work here and as you know memphis is a international destination for residential real estate it absolutely is i'm I'm still mind boggled by how you said that you own several hundred that's hundred with multiple zeros behind them i mean i own 20 rental properties my own and uh, I can't even stand managing uh, that many. Actually, I don't. I use a management company, and I only self-manage, I think, one or two, and that's 
one or two too many for me. Well, and, and, and me too, man. I, I self-managed six, uh, really, until before we really started doing it um, professionally and building our, our practice or our firm and, and our staff and, and, and colleagues to work with us because, I mean, running around, as you know, self-management's hard, running around town, doing it all, so... Absolutely, absolutely. So um, kind of getting into uh, the whole topic, I guess you could say, of the evictions. I know I know when, when, you, when as an investor myself, and, and you know, you probably own properties yourself, whenever you hear eviction, you always kind of twitch and cringe, and you know it's just going to – it's really not necessarily a, a positive thing. No. Because it really what that means is your tenant – has, yeah. has stopped paying rent correct it, it is it's the it's the worst case scenario i mean it's 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 kind of like spanking a child it's just not fun for anybody no and you know the the the, the thing about the eviction process too is is it it never really seems that anybody really knows how the process is supposed to go who's who's supposed to be doing what how long is it supposed to take what's it going to cost things mm-hmm. like that so i figured as uh, someone who owns as many properties as you guys do and how how you manage i mean sadly i'm sure you guys do experience this uh, from time to time but i figured it would be this is something good yeah. that investors new or experienced mm-hmm. cuz i've been i own rental properties for a long time and sometimes i can't even get a clear answer on what's supposed to happen right and it, 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 i mean as you said it's, it's since it's such a you know undesirable situation it never goes you know like clockwork or it's not like the cookie cutter process so well kind of kind of i guess you know like i say i know i've got the i've got the notes here in front yeah. of me but but just kind of being candid i guess obviously the first thing that happens is the tenant stops making rent now if rent is due usually on the first late by the fifth yep. are you, do you guys yep. follow that same kind of rule of thumb we do. yeah absolutely what's the first thing that happens okay the fifth comes around rent has not been collected yet yeah what happens starting from the property management side well i mean as as we've kind of danced around the flip side of the coin of this is i mean the first choice for everybody is that the tenant stays and pays mm-hmm. i mean that is that's what you want so um th- as an investor that's what you want as a property manager that's what you want um the, the whole process um, is better for everyone if the tenant stays and pays so w- we're going to try every property management company is going to try to collect that rent for that month collect that late fee so it, it can be things from calls texts going by the house, mailers, postings on the door, everything uh, you can to get that that resident um, back in good standings. And and people vary from, I've never heard, rarely does anybody do it before the 10th um, uh, as far as filing FED. Um, and, and most people, I have, nor have I heard people going much later than, you know, the 30th, the 31st, the last day of the month. So sure. somewhere in between that the, the 10th and the end of the month, if the tenant has not paid, if the tenant has not made payment arrangement, if the tenant has not shown some type of good faith gesture that, hey, I'm really going to work through this, then they will file what's called an FED. Okay, great, great. So to start the eviction process. Okay, but but like you said before, you guys will try to work with tenants if they are communicative, if they're going to communicate, if they're going to show signs of good faith that they do want to get on track and stay in the home, correct? Absolutely. I mean, again, stay and pay. That's that's for choice. It's, it's, I mean, A, it's somebody's living there. You don't want to kick somebody out. 
um, put them out of, of their home. The flip side, you know, as an investor, you want the money. I mean, you don't a you don't want a vacant house. I mean, a you want the money. B you don't want a vacant house. You don't want to have to fix it up and get it re- ready again. So it, it's a, it's the definitely the last choice for everyone. Now, now you 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 said a, a three letter word there, F E D. Okay. What is F-E-D? oh yeah to jargon? Here we go. It's all right. Yeah. yeah no, it's a forcible entry and detainer warrant. So it is a legal document that you file with the court um, in order to have a court case to... Who does that? So the landlord or the property management company okay. would file this to go to court. Okay. Um, and it's it's ninety nine fifty to file that um, FED. hundred bucks. hundred bucks. So it, it, that's just, you know, it's table stakes. It's your cover charge. It's yeah. just to get in into the courtroom before the judge to start this process. And you have to do that. Um, you know, it costs a hundred bucks. Okay, so we're so at so for example, January tenant hasn't paid rent. There's no communication. Today is say today is the fourteenth. So really, any time technically yeah. between really now and the end of the month, depending on the actual tenant and yep. how cooperative they are, you guys are going to file FED. Correct. That is correct. Worst case scenario, January thirtieth comes around. January thirty first, you guys are going to file FED now because. This is just the next step, correct? It unfortunately, it's the next step. Yeah. Once that FED is filed, then what? What happens? You filed the FED. They have to be served, correct? Right. So the next process that that the. the there, there are two sides. You know, if you're self-managing, you can do a lot of this yourself. Sure. It, most people don't self-manage. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ones who are using property <clears throat> management come now. Speak to. I'll, I'm going to speak to the property management Correct. perspective. But if you want, we can talk about self-management. It, you can just eliminate some of the fees. Um, so, so the next sure. step is a process server. So, um, but even self-managed has to pay the hundred dollar or the nine nine fifty and the process server. So you got to get a process server who will go out and serve that resident. Try they got to try three times um, to get them face to face. Okay. So that it has to be over three days. So hopefully they hit them the first time. Sure. You know, there's a little bit of a lag between the time the attorney files the um, FED with the court and get and the server goes and picks couple, it up. A couple it days could be around. a couple days. You know, hopefully you, you could get it a day, but sometimes sometimes two or three days. Okay, so now third attempt, they have not been able to meet anybody face to face. Then what? They'll stick it on the door, post it, as they say, and mm-hmm. that then it will be ten days from the posting to the, to the court date. Okay, roughly. Gotcha. So court date is the, the, and the tenant knows now that there is a court date for a specific date scheduled. Correct. The tenant knows that there is a court date that it will be on the FED, on the, the posting. So they will come okay. to court. Um, that's the next step. Whether they've, been, whether they've been served face-to-face or posted, the next step after that is a court date, which takes, you know, a week, 10 days, two weeks. Sure. Sometime in that that adds to, you know, every, as you're seeing, you know. The fees are going up. The fees and, are and going up. the rent's up, not coming the in. The rent's not coming in, and the days are adding up. So Absolutely. this is why, all of this is why it's last choice. Now, you go to court. Who shows up at court? Is it a, a attorney for the management company that usually shows up, or does someone from the management company have to physically be there? What's happening at this point? Both, correct. Their attorney is going on behalf. Again, a self manager can go on their own and represent themselves, so they can eliminate the attorney fee okay. in, in this. Um, they can't eliminate the court costs. They can't eliminate the process server, but they can eliminate the attorney and represent themselves. Um, so, so yes. I, 
for property managers and property management clients, uh, an attorney's going, and and a representative from the property management company. Okay. Someone who is familiar with the records of the company, the leases, the tenant ledgers, sure. and can just verify and testify before the judge that, yes, this person is who it is, and I'm familiar with what the situation is. So now we're at court. Mm-hmm. Tenant shows up. Yep. And in this case is called, tenant stands up. What and basically the judge asks the tenant if they have not paid or if they agree with the with the dollar amount that is being claimed. Correct. That's correct. So so, so, so several things happen. So one is tenant can stand up and say, "Your Honor, I want to continue this. I, this is the first court date. I, I'm not prepared." Let's extend it. So the maximum in Tennessee is you can extend it two weeks. Okay. So it's usually a week. You're coming back to court in a week. To so two you're weeks. coming back in a week or two. So again, extend. That's that's. It's basically a stall tactic. It's, it can be a stall tactic. Correct. So again, that's adding you two more weeks of, of no rent. Sure. That, no, um, that's one option. What if what if they agree to the. I don't want to say the charges, but what if yeah. they agree to acknowledging that they are behind on the rent X dollars amount? Oftentimes the judge will say, hey, go outside and work out an, an arrangement if, if you can. If not, they stand up and just say, hey, I'm, I'm guilty as charged, so to speak. Okay. And so you get a judgment for two things. In that case, you're getting a judgment for the deficient rent, so a money judgment, and you're getting a, ju- a judgment for possession. Because that's, okay. that's at the end of the day... You know, it'd be nice to get that back rent, but what you really want is the house because yeah. you know you want to get another tenant in there paying because that's long term. That's what the business is about is having a, ta- a paying tenant in there. So, getting the money judgment and getting the the possession, you know, are the two the two things there. Okay. So several, you know, and I don't want to change your 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 format, but there's sure. several little nuances that can happen along here. Let us know. Uh, so one of those is if the tenant doesn't show up um, or if it was posted you know if it's posted and the tenant doesn't show up all you can get is possession so you can't get a money judgment against okay. somebody who's not there to defend themselves and, and, in a case where it's just posted but go ahead and do you find really in all reality that with the typical tenants it's you're you're not going to be able to collect on them usually i mean like you said you're the goal here is to get them out of the house and get the home back so that you can get it refreshed up and rent it out as quickly as possible yes yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of times, I mean, they for whatever reason, they've fallen on, either fallen on hard times or not a good money manager anyway, and or some some life event happened. So it's it's difficult in most instances um, to get that that judgment. However, you know, there are some people who have great paying jobs and you can garnish their wages, or there are some people who, for whatever reason, they've made a mistake now. And this is going to go on the record. And in the future, they need this cl- off of their record. It's so plunged or cleaned up. So, you, so you'll so you hear about going. The day comes that they actually can buy a home. Right. But this is something that's clouding their credit. Correct. So they have to, in theory, it's they're going to pay at some point in time. Right. Yeah, you get the call that says, hey, here I am. Sorry for what happened. Can we settle this or can I pay this? Because all the, now I need... You know, I need to do what I agreed sure. to do in the front end. So. Sure, sure. And and uh, so they either ask for a continuance, they don't show up, or is is there anything else that could happen at that first time? 
asking a, a continuance or a trial. Okay. You know, th- those those could be similar. So where it gets postponed a week. Um, you know, we'll, 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 I'm, I'm sure you've got the B word coming. We'll get to that one. Okay. We'll get that one. So 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 other things that happen along the way, which you know, they pay in full. You know, that's that is a that's a great alternative or option that happens. Uh, is you go through, you know, people don't know how serious you are, you know, until you lay down the law. Sure. And all of a sudden, they, you can threaten all you want, but when that FED comes and the court date comes, they all of a sudden, you know, show up with their money and mm-hmm. pay all of their back rent, pay all of the court costs, pay all the attorney fees, and then, you know, you're back to, back to normal. Uh, un- sometimes that's just prolonging the inevitable. Sure. Um, but sometimes it makes people, you know, um, straighten up and, and, and kind of what happens walk after, the line. And before we get to the nasty yes, B yes, word yes. here, let's let's keep that out of the equation for the moment. Yeah. Okay. So you've gone to court and got a judgment. Yeah. Most it, it, and they and they it, they can't catch up on pay. They can't catch up. Correct. It, it, and which you know. I have I have never heard of an of a of a um, landlord losing a case because you, a landlord's not bring this is not frivolous this sure. is this is legitimate we're not showing up for fun we're not showing up for fun and spending our hard money earn earn money especially when we're not sure. making money so all that to say the landlord always wins so it's just a matter of time so um, they yes they 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 go through this this process and. They, okay, so we, we've gone to court. You've tried yep. to work things out. You can't work something out, right? And they they don't have the money, and you still just kind of want them out. Now, okay, what? now what? There are legally they have they are entitled to ten days in that house after that after the judgment. Okay, after that court after the the judge gets the the judgment for possession and or um, for the money judgment, they have ten days to gather their belongings, find another place to live. And and move out peacefully. Best case scenario, peacefully. they're moving out on day ten. Day nine. Well, best case scenario, best case scenario, right away. Best case scenario moving out right away. Correct. Yeah, but they have up to ten days. They okay. have up to ten days. So day eleven. Day eleven, you're going by the property, cr- crossing your fingers that they've gone in the middle of the night on day ten. Okay. Um, so hopefully that's happened, and that and that that does happen. Sure. Um, a, a worst case scenario is they have not left. Mm-hmm. So then you have to file what is called a writ um, of possession. So you there's a whole there's, new set of fees for that too. Whole, there's a whole new set of fees, fifty dollars just to file the the writ. Um, then you have to serve that that process server again. There's an attorney who's going to create the document, so there's some attorney fees okay. in that. So you get that writ of possession. The process server gets it, takes it. Um, to the house um, and tries to serve them again. Serves them again. Well, th- there they they just don't, whether the, whether the resident is there or not, it's it uh, it's on. Sure. Uh, and by that, it means that's what that's what's the set out. That's what. So once they're once they're once they once they're in theory, I guess you could say served again. Once they get that uh, writ that's been served to them. How long until the move-out crew can it, it, show up? They're there. It's all simultaneous. Correct. It is. It like I said, it's on. It's it's unfortunate, but that's that's the. This is the worst case scenario. This is where the set-out crew comes. The 
you know, in, this, is in, what, this is where the neighbors are all gathering. Yeah, they're, getting, they're, they're trying to get ready to grab the TV off the street corner. And, <laughs> and, Kurt, and what, you, what the worst part is, this is when the tenant will blow you up. Phone wise, this is where the tenant starts calling. You've been trying to get the co- the tenant for weeks to get them to communicate with you. You know they they've been dodging and avoiding, and now they can't. They want you. You know you, you now yeah. you're trying to avoid the call and you're trying to dodge because sure. it's over. And 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 you're there. You're setting their possessions on the curb. So what that so just to, to clarify what that means is there's a kind of what you'd call like a put up crew. There's a yes. there's a crew that you are paying. Somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty to a hundred dollars per hour for probably a crew of four to five guys to and they can physically go into the home and literally set their belongings out on the basically out on the curb correct that legally that is what they're requir- there, required to do is there a sheriff on the scene the, doing they, crowd control or anything there is um, and different counties do it differently you know I'm, I'm talking mostly about Shelby County but Tipton Correct. County DeSoto County everybody does it a little bit Crittenden just in, in Fayette County kind of around here they all have a, a, a it's all a little nuanced but um, whether it's a, a justice of the peace or a constable or a process server but it, it, those process servers I mean they're packing heat they're they're licensed to carry they've got a, a badge or some type of identification tenants and, tenants can't like not open the door. No, or, I mean, there's a locksmith that goes. They change the locks immediately, and um, I mean, it is it okay. is you. This is a writ of possession, sure. and possession means possession is now legally by the court by filing all this. You've gone through these steps. You've paid your money as an owner, and you it's now back. It's your sure. house again. So everything that we've kind of roughly talked about, if I'm understanding the time frame here, this could take anywhere from. I mean, let's probably let's just call it reality. Forty-five-ish days, maybe thirty to forty-five days. Yeah. Thirty days is is your best case. Again, that's not if you know if if everything went smooth. You know, thirty to yeah. forty-five days. Three. But let's let's back up now to that uh, first time that we show up to court. And they stand up and they say the nasty B word. Some somewhere along the process, yeah, they can throw the B word. But before we get to the B word, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw you one more curveball. Right. One thing we do is the cash for keys. Yeah, and, and I was, okay, we'll get we'll come back cash for keys. But let's talk, let's talk okay, about cash it right for now. keys. Cash for keys is 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 an option out there, and that is somewhere along the process as you're communicating with the the, the resident there. You're offering to pay them to leave. You're basically coming up to them and saying, "Hey, listen, I know that you're behind on rent. If we throw you two hundred dollars, can you be out by Friday?" Kind Correct. of thing. Yeah. Just, just get out by Friday. We'll give you two hundred bucks. Come by the office, turn in the keys. We'll make sure you're out. We'll hand you two hundred dollars cash. To check, but check. yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's as good as cash. You now, know, go to the bank right now and cash it. Now, if, absolutely. If I am your, if I am the property owner and I live in California and you're my management company here. Uh, is this something that you bring up to me as a potential option, or how do we de- how do we determine how much we yeah. want to offer them? Like, where does this come from? Yes, absolutely. We bring it up. It is an option. Uh, owners know some owners know about it, heard about it, and um, the the most two hundred bucks. That's a really I mean, that's a really good number. Three hundred, I think, is the highest I've heard an owner. I mean, it's really hard in an owner uh, sitting in the owner seat to say you haven't paid rent. You're going to leave me a vacant house, and I'm going to fix up. Oh, and here's three hundred dollars. Well, so. and, 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 and I totally agree. I'm, I'm looking at it also from the flip side of it is if I give this tenant two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars, number one, I'm going to get the house back now as opposed to forty five, maybe sixty days from yep. now. 
and it's going to help get that house turned around quicker. quicker. So, and it's going to save you court costs, filing fees, exactly. attorney fees. So, I mean, it's a it's a viable option. We explore it, Kurt. It, I mean, it blows your mind with a, a lot of tenants for whatever reason. You know, that just like them staying and having their possession set out on the curb and this going on their credit, it just they they become irrational for whatever reason. And even even when you offer them three hundred bucks, they they don't. For whatever reason, the times it. that you guys have offered this, what would you say the success rate or ratio percentages are when you offer it to them to three hundred bucks, whatever? How many of them are taking it, and how many of them are not? That's what I was going to say. I mean, the majority don't, um, you know. But they, there's some do, you know. Just like some stay and pay, just like some show up to court and pay, just like some move out within that 10, 10 days. You know, it just kind of depends on where the tenant is at the time. Um, if it hits them right, but there are people who take it. They're like, they, yeah, I'll do that. You know, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure. it room clean and, and get on out. Okay, and, and get the money. So anyway, all right, all right, you ready? I'm ready. So unfortunately, in in our society, there. But I mean, and in, 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 in I know it's for the best for a lot of people, but it seems like some people use it as a, as, a, as an escape, and that is the bankruptcy. Um, and so that happens. How does the bankruptcy play into this whole equation during during the eviction process? What happens? What does it do for the tenant? What does it do for the owner? Well, it it prolongs it for the owner. Um, How much longer, on average? It well, if 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 it's a stall tactic of some sort, I'd say a couple months. Um, if it's quote legitimate, um, it, it could add um, six months of pain, not of no rent, but just of, of, of again prolonging that inevitable of they're they're going to pay for a few more months and then you're going to have to go through this process again and, and then they're going to be out. So so when, so when a tenant shows up and they you know to to kind of sum this up real quick, they're like, I'm filing bankruptcy. Right. Basically, the judge stops everything that's happening right now and, and basically kind of refers it to the bankruptcy right, court. Bankruptcy court, Correct. absolutely. So once that happens, the tenant obviously is allowed to still stay in the home. Is the tenant still though? I mean, I know this sounds kind of silly, but the tenant still has to pay rent. How are do they actually pay rent, or do they just, or is this another tactic to just not pay rent and stay in the house longer? Right. So, so for the majority, it is a. It's I would say legitimate. They're trying to to get their you know past sins behind them, so to speak, and and, and make right and pay. Um, it is a stall tactic for some, and that's what I'm saying. That if it if, if it is is a stall tactic, it's probably going to prolong it a couple more months because they're going to go through this process and they're going to get you another month or two that they don't have to pay rent. Then they're going to walk away or get set out gotcha. or move or whatever. But if they if they really do have you know kind of reasons why they need to put their past into bankruptcy, their debts, and go forward, then we get um, a, either we get a consent order um, or you go to the court and say, hey, we come up with a plan in the bankruptcy where they potentially, you know, they might put all their back due rent, all the past rent in their bankruptcy plan. Mm-hmm. And then, but, but then you say, okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to say you owe two months, say your rent's a thousand bucks and you owe two months worth of rent because mm-hmm. you filed on them and the, the middle of January by the court date and everything it's all of a sudden February rents in there too so the, there's two thousand bucks you put that in the bankruptcy and say okay well March rent you have to pay by the you know do on the first late up to fifth so you put that they have to abide by that and so then what if they don't if they don't then you have you have since 
you're working with an attorney usually in this case, um, the same eviction attorney who's handling the bankruptcy and working with the bankruptcy court and getting everything lined up so that if they don't pay, then you can go through that bankruptcy judge and through back through the, the court, the general sessions court, to get that writ of possession so okay. that you can have that house. So even, even with a tenant in bankruptcy, there is still a way to get control back of the property. Yes. In, in Again, the ideal situation in a bankruptcy um, is tenant takes all of their, their past due debt and puts it in a, in a lump sum with the bankruptcy court and comes up with a plan to pay that debt off over five years. But they also agree to, going forward, that they're going to abide by all of their current obligations. So they wash all their debt away, they're paying their current month, and they're paying a portion of their back due bankruptcy plan every month. So that's the ideal situation. Now, it's rare that it works out perfectly, but that's the best case. Woo! Man. (laughs) Yes, sir. So the goal is to get the tenant out before they go into bankruptcy, if that's an option. The goal is to get, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. The goal is to get the, the, the find the best tenants you can and do everything you can to avoid the eviction process and the bankruptcy. Yeah, but you know, things happen. So that's what this is. This is there for. So, and there are lots of experts out there to help you. Attorneys, property managers. So, you know, sure, everybody's. And you know, I'm looking at been there, of, done that. I'm looking at kind of like the breakdown of costs mm-hmm. associated here with everything. I mean, in a in kind of a worst case scenario here, not taking into account lost rent and things like that, but just with FED and RIT and set out costs. I mean, this is several hundreds of dollars. Several hundred, yeah. You, you, you're hoping to stay below a thousand, absolutely, but sure. it's several hundred. I mean, just the FED process is easily going to run up three hundred, three to four hundred dollars. You know, the writ of possession, you know, it's going to be another. 150 to 200 bucks. It's really seven. that put out so, crew who's charging the and then the put out an crew that 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 adds up depending on how much how big the house is, how much stuff. Sure. So yeah, it's not good. Would you say, with your experience, do you see these types of issues in more lower end type properties as opposed to I don't I don't want to say higher end, but like. Yes, I mean, yeah, I mean, logic would follow that you know that 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 kind of it would mirror whatever the the general um, profile of a bankruptcy client for a bankruptcy attorney would be, Um, or you could look at the you could probably find online what where are bankruptcy um, zip codes that have the most bankruptcies, and you kind of figure out hey that's these are the zip codes where it is. That said, there are awesome tenants, as you know, in every zip code in town from the from the lowest income area to the highest income area in the flip side there are deadbeats and scoundrels absolutely that are that are making a million dollars a year so now one um, one thing i wanted to ask you and and, and honestly i probably should have asked this at the very beginning but it's never too late i guess no yeah um i read a blog one time by a local gentleman who has a, a real estate blog on kind of landlording and uh it was something to the fact of it's something that every landlord should have in their lease, and it has to do with oh, yes. the eviction process. Do you know what sure. I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, absolutely. Waiving the notice, now, what a it, written notice. Exactly. Can you yep. can you explain what 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 that is and and why yeah, you great. need to have it in there as opposed to what happens if you don't have that in great there? Great point. Um, and and I am not as, as, as schooled on the Tennessee law, but there is a, a the Tennessee Landlord Act, um, the Landlord Tenant Act has a provision in there of written notice to the the tenant. 
that you're behind, that, that we're going to, you know, you need to get caught up. But you can waive, if you put it in your lease as a landlord, the tenant can waive their right to written notice um, about that. And so that is in, it's, it's a st- standard practice from a landlord perspective to, for the tenant to waive their right to written notice. And so they can immediately go. But that's why you have to have a good lease. That's why you got to have that lease at court. Why we have to have a representative from the property management company to say, hey, I'm familiar with the lease. Here's the lease. Here's what it says. So they waive that. Great. Excellent point. Because that's going to add 30 days sure. if you don't have that. If you're just, you know. A self-manager or somebody who's not got the right lease in place, you, you, the judge is going to ask for that and say, hey, they didn't waive notice. You know, you've got to give them 30 extra days. So what have we covered here? What have we? Is there anything that we have not touched on really on the eviction process? I know it's kind of a, you know, it can be a lot for somebody to try to comprehend. But, I mean, if we're kind of looking at it from a, a standpoint of several hundreds of dollars in cost and, if the eviction process goes through, it's 30 to 45 days. That's kind of if they fight it without bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. If they do fight it with bankruptcy, it could take up to six months. It could, but it's going to be a little bit longer than they hadn't filed bankruptcy. That's correct. Yeah, you know, that, I mean, a, again, staying and paying is the best case. I mean, getting into it, hey, cranking up your selection process. You know, a, a lot of owners want, especially, um, you know, out of town owners who can't see. Sometimes they want you to rent that house right now. Get get it. Mm-hmm. Get me a tenant in there. I got a, either mortgage payment due or I want to see that cash start coming in. And so, so sometimes it's better to wait a week, three weeks to find that right uh, resident or tenant for that house, as opposed to putting somebody in there who's marginable, marginal, um, or questionable, now, and, got, and roll the dice on something like this. I've got one last question yeah. to ask to throw some fire on the flames Uh-oh, here, here already, because I know that the eviction process just burns the owner. I, Everybody. I know. No, nobody likes it. So <laughs> so the question is, is this tenant's not paying rent, they're not communicating, but they call the management company because it's in the summertime, it's July, it's August, and it's hot, and their air conditioner goes out. Right. What happens? Yeah. So, absolutely, you're right. I mean, it's a because it's, it's because a tit for tat. Yeah. They, they, they. Well, I'm not paying because you haven't fixed my this, that, or the other. Um, legally, tenants have a right to ha- to live in a safe and habitable house. Um, and if the landlord is not doing it, the, the tenants can withhold paying rent. However, they have to pay it to. And in some type of escrow, they have to document what's wrong and pay it to some type of escrow agent. So, which which the ninety nine percent of them don't do. They just call you and say, "Hey, my AC's out. I'm not paying." And again, the Landlord Tenant Act protects them that they can do that. So, mm-hmm. um, it the judge is going to say, "I don't care. Show me the escrow account. Show me the written notice." A judge is going to say that that is not what we're here. We're talking about are you paying rent? Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't fly with the judges. The judges are very – they're not pro-landlord. They're just for the law. Sure. And so, that, so which, again, the and landlord – and, and, you know, and that's kind of why Memphis is considered among other markets out there. Memphis is considered a investor 
friendly market yep. because of the relatively quickness of even though it doesn't sound like right. it's quick uh you've got markets like california where tenants will be hanging out in your house for a year yeah no it's quick it, it, you know i would you know it, it's not landlord friend friendly maybe but it's not anti-landlord it's it's pro-law and you know the laws are, are, are good if you follow them so yeah it's it's a great place to, to again it's kind of like we talked sure. about at the beginning it's a great place yeah. to be even though you got to have some kind of play through the hiccups it's sure. kind of the cost of doing business. Sure, so. sure. Well, I feel I feel like we've kind of covered quite a bit, and you've you know I appreciate your your own input and expertise on the eviction process and how it goes. Ha- have we missed anything here in general? Is there anything that we've missed? No, I mean we uh, this is we've covered hopefully what everybody will have to you know won't ha- hopefully nobody have to deal with this. So you you're gonna you know use this as a reference point, but yeah, we've covered. You know the the overwhelming majority. I mean, there might be again some little little things that the caveats sure, or things that happen sure. here or there because everyone's different. You know, this isn't again cookie cutter like we said, but 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 the process is the process. Any final parting word of wisdom or words of wisdom? <laughs> Selections and collect. We focus on selection and collection. You know, because that that if you can avoid eviction, avoid eviction. A good attorney is going to walk you through this. A good management company is going to have experience with this. Well, and, 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 and you know, inv- inv- investors need to also understand too that you know the inv- the management company truly does want you to succeed. A good management company is going to screen and be strict mm-hmm. on how they uh, qualify tenants, but. You know, everybody should at least understand that even if people do qualify and pass and everything's been checked out and they get in, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to pay rent the first month. Unfortunately, so yeah, you're going to have those sometimes, and, and you know, that's what this is, is set up to sure. handle. So um, it, 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 you know, it's there to, to take, to, to help you get your house sure. back and, and, and go on. So. What's, what's the name of your company? Oh, our name of the company is Crestcore Realty, and we're, full-service brokerage and property management helping investors buy and manage property. How can people get a hold of you? Check us out at crestcore.com. That's C-R-E-S-T-C-O-R-E.com. Or you can just reach me directly at douglas at crestcore.com, which is my email, D-O-U-G-L-A-S, at crestcore.com, or direct on my phone, 901-550-1998. Man, I appreciate you coming in. And yeah, kinda, it's great. Because it's kind of an education for myself, too. Even though I've got the notes that you give me in front, it it's, it's something. Hopefully, you don't want to be an expert on it. You know, you yeah. want it to be few and far between, but unfortunately, you you know, it, it's something that happens. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you coming in. and uh, love being here. Well, listen, we appreciate it, and hopefully uh, the listeners will have enjoyed it as much as I did. Thanks. Thanks for having, having you on the show, and we'll talk to you next time. Great. This show was produced by Kurt Davis and KurtDavisOnline.com. All rights reserved. To reach Kurt Davis, you can find him on the web at www.KurtDavisOnline.com or email him at Kurt at KurtDavisOnline.com. Everything you heard on this show should not be taken as personal or professional advice. You should conduct your own due diligence. Opinions or comments of our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Kurt Davis or KurtDavisOnline.com. 